cartoons are on every day of the week, blowjobs are handshakes now, and Sesame Street is on HBO. These damn kids. Specifically on the topic of Sesame Street, though the program content isn't supposed to change its kid-centric material now that it's on an adult-centric cable station, it does force us to consider the adult problems of Bert and Ernie or the diabetic issues of Cookie Monster. Sure, he started eating vegetables, but a couple carrots and a kale leaf won't regenerate an amputated foot. Too little, too late, and all that. I'm Doug Funny. And I'm Skeeter Valentine. And this is Important Question. Today we ask, what kid characters would you like to see as adults? By the way, my name's actually Gordon Highland. Gordon, yeah, and, I, and I'm not Doug Funny, although I am one of those things. <laughs> you're so Doug. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're a podcast host. Caleb Ross, everybody. <sighs> I hate you. Doug Funny, Skeeter Valentine from the Nickelodeon show Doug, which wow. may be post your, your time. I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was it was an okay one. Probably didn't age well, I would assume. It's one of those kind of shows that if I went back to it, probably wouldn't have aged well. Mm. Although Doug, I'll say to anyone who is familiar with that show, out of all of the characters we'll talk about here, probably the only one that I feel would be normal. Unscathed as, a, as from an adult, yeah. Childhood he was trauma. very much a normal kid with normal kid problems, so much so that the show itself was Pretty boring, actually. So he, he's probably really fucked up now. <laughs> no, I think he works in like an insurance office. That's probably what he does. Well, he's probably really, really fucked. fucked up now. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, true. So uh, name a few characters uh, that you feel that you would like to see all grown up or maybe that you wouldn't like to see all grown up. Most of my childhood shows were early 80s shows, I'd say. And the first one that comes to mind is Arnold from Different Strokes. What you talking about, Willis? That kid. <laughs> and he was a small person. I don't know what his exact affliction was, if it was dwarfism or what. But um, because he was a little person, he was playing a child. He was actually much older. Um, I think that as he ages, the lack of growth would be really amusing. I would assume a lot of the comedy from that show is probably based on the fact that because he was a real life was he a complete adult at the time? I, of the show? I want to say maybe a teenager. Okay, so he was a real life teenager, so he was able to grasp sort of the complexities of certain things, but able to filter those through the voice of a child, mm -hmm. basically. And so that sort of hyper intelligent awareness <laughs> that would also be something that you would assume would continue throughout life. So he, he would, could he could exploit that. People assume he's a kid, and like he flips the script on him with yeah. all of his his massive adult knowledge. A, a, a contemporary example: Are you familiar with Andy Milanakis? Yes. Yeah. So he kind of the same thing. He has some sort of. Uh, affliction that that makes him basically look and sound like a prepubescent boy i thought you were time. gonna say asshole <laughs> that too <laughs> and uh so and but he's exploited that for hilarious for hilarious means oh. uh, as well so i didn't know that i remember him but i didn't know it was an affliction i just yeah, thought of yeah. him as a kid no he wasn't he went the only thing that you ever remember him from is probably either that movie waiting or he had a show on mtv for a couple years the andy milanakis show and during the filming of that show he was like 25 30 something like that so really yeah Who's yeah. someone that you would like to see all grossed up? I, you know, um, there's a few. First of all, Mr. Magoo. Uh, I would love to see, even though he's already grown up, but I would like to see him continue to get old and nearsighted. Uh, nearsighted? Nearsighted. But I think also for, for that same kind of reason, because Mr. Magoo had this like, this sense of, of this ignorance induced superiority. Like he was, he was, you know, the, the idiot savant kind of character yeah. without realizing he was the savant. And I think it's the same thing with maybe like a scrappy do, if we want to bring it down to an actual child character. And we do. And we do. Of course. We both agree on that scrappy the fucking point. do. That's right. And he, uh, he was like this, this, this always wanting to fight, always wanting to go out and get it. It didn't realize the horrors of the world. He, he's basically, uh, he, he's the, the child's the child wonderment. And, and what sucked about his situation, good for him, but really bad for his adult life, I would think is that as a child, he was always saved in some way. He was always prevented from actually getting hurt. 
in the same way that Mr. Magoo does when he's old. So that's kind of how I put those two things together. Oh. And so he'd have this sort of, I don't feel, I don't, I, know, I don't know what doesn't hurt yet balls or I know, don't know what does hurt yet balls. And so balls is in nerve. Yeah. As in Bert. nerves. And he just doesn't realize it's I, the same thing I saw when I, when I used to skate, um, I would go to the skate park and see like 12 year old kids doing crazy shit. And I, and the first thing I could think of was, you know, they just haven't fallen yet because when they do, they will never do that shit again. Right. Yeah. So I, I feel like Scrappy Doo would be that. And if he was able to maintain that ignorance throughout into his adulthood, I would love to see this like this weak adult who just feels who seems like he's like yes. impressive physically. And you know. I, the only dog I've ever had, we had a little Yorkshire Terrier when I was in high school and college. And uh, the Yorkshire Terriers are tiny, you know, like a show dog. And they have that that Napoleonic syndrome yeah. where they think they're a big dog, so they'll take on, you know, they don't realize how small they are. And that's, I always think of Scrappy the same way. Put him up, put up your nukes. <laughs> yep. Just getting his ass beat. And in those, and in that sense, uh, the the co- comic relief of that show, you've got your Scooby-Doo and your, and your uh, Shaggy. They were actually the heroes of those shows in which Scrappy-Doo was a part because they were always saving Scrappy-Doo. Like, every single time. Yeah. They never did anything. They, they did a lot less eating mysterious boxes of, of candy and food out right. of haunted houses than they did without Scrappy-Doo there. Yeah, they kind of matured a little bit. Who says stoners can't be responsible? Nobody. They, they can be very responsible. Yeah. Um, did you know, I actually learned this r- literally just last night. I'm reading a really, really great book called American Cornball. It's like an encyclopedia of all of the cartoon and, and funny tropes, banana peels, uh, uh, backseat drivers. Those that things, sounds I know, hilarious. Those things that are not funny at all. And even in this my book, wife, please. Even in, these, <laughs> even in this book, they, they admit, the, the writer, Christopher Miller is his name, uh, admits that these things aren't funny, but they are tropes that people see as supposed to be funny. And so he's examining these. And uh, one of the things he examined was the, was the beatnik. Mm-hmm. And apparently the character, uh, uh, who's the guy who, Denver, Bob Denver, right? yeah. he played Gilligan. Gilligan. He was in a I've show him. before I that. I spent three days with that man. Ugh. Yeah, more on that later. <laughs> he uh, he was in a show before that where he played a beatnik kid, almost like almost like the the, the past version of, of Boner from Family Ties. Yes. Wasn't that Family Ties? No, uh, no, 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 no growing, pain. growing Pains. No, wait, no, Charles in Charge. No, it wasn't Charles in Charge. It was Shit. the one with Kirk Cameron, whichever one that one was. Growing Pains. There you go, Growing Pains. So apparently he was like a- Damn it, I should a, know this stuff. He was like a- No, we, it's okay, we prep for cartoons, not, not okay. sitcoms, so you're fine. Um, but anyway, he is supposedly the real life, well, real life, he was a fictional character, <laughs> but the real life- uh, 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 impetus or inspiration for Shaggy. So there you go. Really little fun little fact. Bob Denver. Bob Denver. Character. Yep. Bob Denver's char- character. Uh, the the little robot girl from Small Wonder. I can't remember her name. Oh, I don't know if you yeah. ever saw that show. I did. Yeah. Family Small little Wonder. <laughs> it's a small. Yeah, because I'm thinking. Okay, this is mid '80s, I think. And nowadays, you said grown up. I just I look at how far robotics has come. And especially in the Japanese oh, culture, yeah. the, her sheer, assuming she had emotion or could develop emotion, maybe get a chip upgrade, the sheer envy that she would feel over being so last year's model, oh, except yeah, you're right. 20 years later, and knowing the Japanese, she'd probably be turned into some sort of porn bot type of thing, right? You Although know? what's interesting about that, though, is that if you were to put this small wonder person into, uh, and it's weird, because when you brought small wonder, I was like, are we still talking about Gary Coleman? Is that... <laughs> Uh, midgets that's probably in that encyclopedia that i was talking about um even today we haven't had the ability to to create such an authentic ai have you seen the scarlett johansson one uh it's creepy i read about it yeah it looks convincing but the mouth movements she's so like robotic it's like (laughs) even scarlett is a better actor than that and that's you know i would hope so because you know scarlett's a human being right 
I guess. I guess. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, they, they we don't have that technology actually available now. So in a way, while I understand the premise and I agree with the premise, the idea that someone being so outmoded would just be sad. Mm-hmm. Um, that would still be impressive today, though. <laughs> you know, that was yeah. like really impressive to have yeah, like this just, robot. That would be incredibly depressing because, yeah. like, we evolve. You know, I'm smarter, way better looking, you know, and various other abilities that I did not have as a child, and she is completely stunted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. It's fascinating. I, I really would be... That's probably, of all these, that's probably the one I'd be most Would you have to in. create chips to allow her to sort of feel older emotions? Like, yeah. Like, to make her almost fit in, acclimate within society, you know? Yeah. And what if, what if, um, what if we took that uh, AI or whatever, in, with her innards, if you will, <laughs> and put it into an adult, an adult model... So she's like an idiot. Did you see Arrested Development when he was dating the the girl that was like super yes, hot? Yes, yes. Charlize Theron. Yeah. And but it, she was an idiot. Yep. And that's kind of what I'm thinking, where it's a child inside of a woman, <laughs> and that open has a whole other uh, Pandora's box of issues. Well, and much like Jason Bateman, I could look past probably the idiotness for quite a while. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> Her? <laughs> How about you? What's uh, I would like to see uh, any of the Ninja Turtles. Um, maybe of course any of uh, just grown up because they were teenagers after mm-hmm. all and so I'd like to see them growing up see how what they're doing you know I, I have a feeling though that if they were grown up and they were adults they would probably unfortunately be adopted by Michael Bay and forced to <laughs> it forced to play with a mutated looking thing like Megan Fox so really uh, I guess the real life I is the real life there. is is already happening wow. and they, you know they're gonna outlive us all because they got lifespans of like 150 years or something, right? A turtle. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Man. Some rickety old ratchet ass turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Although they're not using their bodies very well. I mean, they're they're, they're uh, ninjas, so they're gonna be mm-hmm. pummeled, beaten. That's what I'm saying. They're gonna be even more like beaten down. Yeah. You know? I mean, well, Ratch- cross your fingers. Maybe the Lord will bless them with a quick death. You know, early, <laughs> early in life. You're so merciful. Mm-hmm. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Bay, that's good. I like that. And your little Megan Fox dig. Are you talking about her thumb? No, she's had like so much plastic surgery. She looks Has like she? a yeah. If you oh. see pictures of, I her. thought you were talking about her hands because like the tabloid people take pictures. She's like you know most people think she's gorgeous, and you see she's got like fucked up thumbs or something. Oh, I didn't know that. And they really fixate on there's like one little like you get this perfect person <laughs> and like but her toes <laughs> yeah, bigger than we the other. Tear her down somehow. Yeah. Her vagina's too tight. Oh, that's. <laughs> ah, take yeah. that, and Megan Fox. <laughs> you know, I think she, maybe she's a robot. Probably, she, maybe she is small wonder. Yeah. Um. I wouldn't mind seeing Encyclopedia Brown growing up. I remember that, yeah. Um, you know, I, I have a feeling he would end up as, as sort of a Jessica Fletcher character from uh, Murder, She Wrote, right? Right, yeah. Um, but probably... With a sex change, of course. Yeah. Uh, but given that this kid, Encyclopedia Brown, was basically like solving murders for things, and like, I have a feeling he'd probably grow up to be more like a Saul Goodman than a Jessica Fletcher, probably. That I would like to yeah. see. Yeah, yeah. It's I, like I, the shady ass Yeah, you would Yeah, you would not end up perfect like a jessica fletcher well he's just a know-it-all you yeah, know a know-it-all and we hate those people jerk and we have google now yeah. you know and we, i'm sure the police officers <laughs> the police officers i'm sure were like oh thanks for finding this dead body you <laughs> asshole we, we were gonna find it yeah, you we could just, become a detective and yeah. actually get a license <laughs> yeah but no you're just you're just a human no. google hmm. <laughs> what do you think what do you think the lifespan of a fraggle is i kind of grew up on those oh yeah did the dog ever eat them Maybe. I mean, the, on a long enough timeline, we don't know how many seasons. I have the first season on DVD. Um, but it makes me think the first person I thought of, I don't know why, is Red. And it makes me think as a grown-up person that she would probably, she always wore like the funky, she was sort of the punky Brewster yeah, yeah, of yeah. the group. Mm-hmm. And funky, you know. And punky Brewster grew up looking pretty good. She's all so, right. Soleil Moonfry. Yeah, so maybe this uh, Red would look 
pretty good for Maybe. a fraggle. I was just thinking more of the funkiness. Like she probably is like the freaky old aunt that everyone has that was like a hippie. And you don't really want to invite her to Thanksgiving because she's. You're not just her. saying anything to quell this boner, sir. <laughs> That's why we're on the radio, people. Yeah. <laughs> we have boner filters here and cushions over our laps for just such incursions. It is a pop filter, after all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Cabbage Patch Kids. I have a sneaking suspicion, though, that you've seen them, right? They're mm-hmm. these little... Oh, yeah. My sister had a couple of them, yeah. They're all dead from diabetes. Explain. Gotta be. I mean, look at them. They're like 300 pounds in little bodies. I figured it was because they got tired of cabbage and they're like, uh, the first oh, time they ate a jelly bean, they were like, I see. This is way better. I just meant they're all like super fat kids already. Yeah, they were. That's true. They were. And they all had, I always wondered why they had prison tattoos on their asses. <laughs> why are you looking at their asses? It said it had like the dude's name. He like, he, the guy who created it was like written on all of their asses. That is disturbing to say the yeah, least. Yeah. But to answer your question, the reason why I saw their asses is because if, I guess you never had sisters, obviously, but their dolls end up naked. Well, at least my sisters did. Maybe that speaks more to them than mm-hmm. it does most girls. But their dolls were always naked. Well, how else can the detective say, can you point to where Caleb hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> the garbage pail kids, however, they're fine. Well-adjusted adults. <laughs> yeah, they got all what the... What happened? They got all the, it's because culture, society finally caught up with their their, their disgusting nature. The buttheadification of society. Exactly. Speaking of which, Beavis and Butthead. Huh? I'd see love I did to that? see I them. I led you right into that. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, I would love to see them growing, growing up, but, you know, they're probably really just Florida man. I mean, he's, they're probably <laughs> already grown up, right? <laughs> so I That's think... exactly right. I think they're fine. They're also just your standard deadheads who... What do they do now? I don't know. What would a deadhead do now? Would, would they be... I would say, like, working in, a, in a, like, an auto mechanics garage, yeah. but at the same time... I definitely feel like auto mechanics deserve way more credit than that because yes. they have a, a very important skill. It is a so legit skill. I just feel like they're, they're fast food managers who sealing yeah. out and they can't go any higher, but they will always be, they'll have a 30 year career as like just the general manager That's of the McDonald's. The, yep. There you go. Um, let's see. I would, uh, I would say uh, lamb chops, the, the puppet? puppet. Yeah. The puppet, because I really not just lamb chops specifically, but any handheld puppet, because mm-hmm. it would be interesting to see anatomically the size of that puppet's anus. <laughs> the prolapse. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Oh. They, they, they're wearing diapers all the time now. They can't oh, walk without just gosh. having shit hang out. It's like when you see like an abused vagina. I've never seen one of a those. A flappity, curtainy kind of vagina. Roast like, beef um, it, sandwich. It's gotta be. A yeah. bad grilled cheese. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the leftover trimmings from when the people at the deli slice the, slice the meat and you see all the stuff kind of hang. Oh yeah. my God. Yes. That's gotta the be. Giblets. The giblets. The giblets. <laughs> Wow. Mm, yeah, mm, that's mm, a good one. I, I was thinking about the Brady Bunch because there's a lot of possibilities there. And you just know that Cindy Brady ended up on the pole. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. She had she had everything handed to her. She was dumb. Right. Um, pigtails, right? Pigtails. She just grew up. She's definitely like porn fodder. She's the, she's the gullible. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially if you watch like the, the naive the, girl that arrives in Hollywood straight off the exactly, bus. Exactly. Exactly. Especially if you watch the Brady Bunch, the, re- the remake they made back like 10, 15 years ago. The movie was, version? The movie version. Yeah. Which was actually really well done and funny where they just basically took the 1950s, was 1960s Brady Bunch. a satire of itself, yeah. And put it in, in contemporary times. And especially in that kind of version too, she was in, it was basically what we're talking about. She's yeah. still her childhood persona in this contemporary world. And, yeah. Yeah. Mar- Marsha, I think, would have some 
some job that uh, highlighted her vanity. Something very successful, though. The oldest child, you know, like maybe a news anchor. Right. Or like maybe an Ann Coulter type, like a a conservative mouthpiece. And then middle child, Jan, who they did a good job exploring in the movie, especially. They focused on her. She She's dead. I mean, someone certainly murdered her. She seems very murdered. Or she did a ton of murdering herself. One of the two. Yeah, Yeah. in the movie, she was more psychotic. Yeah. I just see her someone that would attract the wrong kind of guy and put all of her, you know, And she would put all of her. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, we kind of took a dark turn there but the whole brady bunch bunch is basically fucked yeah the guys the guys are okay but you know <laughs> well because they're men right i mean come on it's a man's world yeah, it's a man's world um i tell you who i don't want to see grow up would be uh any of those puppets from the land of make-believe like uh, in in the uh, mr rogers make-believe neighborhood <gasps> that, okay world. Yeah, yeah, yeah i forgot that's what that was called yeah uh, that's terrifying oh yeah oh they, they were creepy as hell looking mm-hmm. already they they seemed way too enthusiastic about mundane shit it was is one of those shows <laughs> where there was always a stupid dumb problem oh no we don't have enough pie for this uh picnic let's get together and then figure this out and then there would be the human character surrounded by all these puppets and that wasn't weird for some reason yeah. trying to help them figure this out but their lives stopped when they didn't have enough pie for this picnic <laughs> there's no way they're going to be able to, to to adjust to real world problems Art yeah. imitates life, you know, <laughs> especially in the land of make-believe. It's a good thing they, they have that little land for themselves like that. Wow. It's basically like a, an insane asylum is probably what it really was. <laughs> they just had a bunch of people couldn't function in society, yeah. put them in this, these padded rooms. There were no windows. I mean, it was all just painted backdrop right. walls, but and it probably the, was. the giant mailman comes by. You Mr. Know. McFeely? Yeah, that was his name. Well done. I'm sure. Well played. Ugh, Mr. McFeely. What about Opie? That poor kid never amount, amounted to anything in Hollywood. Opie, the red-haired kid from yeah. uh, from uh, what the show? What was the show? Andy Griffith show. Andy Griffith show. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, kidding. That's a joke. He's uh, probably the most most successful child star ever. That's Ron Howard. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> director Ron <laughs> that's Howard. Right. And yeah. I love how I said the red-haired kid because obviously I knew that. Yeah. But it was a black and white show, right? Right. But you so could do, he's very freckled though. You, you kind of oh, okay. it was implied. Yeah. So you used your deductive powers to. to I wonder infer if Opie that. had an uglier brother that would also kind of hang out with him in every single one of Opie's endeavors in the future. Oh, you're talking yeah. about Clint Howard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like trying to connect the dots there. You're yes. trying to like think he of the is. fictional. He is. He's pretty yeah. much all of them. He's a goofy looking He's a mofo. goofy. Him, I've always thought I want to have like a club. I want to have a movie. If I was a bajillionaire, mm-hmm. I would fund a movie that contained all of the weirdest, creepiest looking dudes in Hollywood. And you would definitely have that <laughs> dude, Clint Howard. You would have Steve Buscemi yeah. easily. You'd have John Malkovich, yeah. uh, Christopher Walken. I mean, it would just be a plethora of creepy-looking dudes. I don't know what the story would be. It doesn't really matter, I don't think. And one of them has to be the star, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, or, it's or an ensemble piece. It would be, a, yeah, it'd be like part of an ensemble piece. And, and maybe I'd even take it to, like, a, a romantic comedy level. <laughs> and maybe it's uh, it's romantic comedy with all of them. So, like, they're in love with each other. So then you've got, like, I'm trying to make a statement about, you know, uh, gayness and, and contemporary American oh, stuff. Yeah. And, I thought you were going to take a men's rights activist angle there for a second. Yeah. There's going to be lots of angles taken in this I, I also thought originally you were going to say a movie that was nothing but roles for nepotism. So it's just Clint Howard's brother, and it's like uh, Frank Stallone. <laughs> that would be pretty good. All too. these like D-list guys, uh, Casey Affleck. It'll be The Expendables Part Seven. You know, <laughs> oh, Casey Affleck's a star. Though, I know. So, I know. Yeah, I'm I just know. trying to think of other brothers and going. stuff. Yeah. The last one that I had on my list was Waldo from the Hot for Teacher video, and uh, I, I think what what he's doing is is he's basically at this point. He was hot for teacher, right? So now he's just gritting his teeth through those monthly conjugal visits uh, to his imprisoned <laughs> wife. And she, you would think she'd be out by now, but she actually got her uh, sentence extended for having shanked uh, Subway Jared. 
Oh, uh, well, he yeah. deserved it, I'm sure. And, you know, the teacher's got to be like 60 now. So. Well, he's in there for shanking people. So <laughs> With his penis. Yeah, exactly. Thank or you try, for trying to anyway. <laughs> thank you for bringing that home and making it make sense. Yeah, the footlong. All right. Let's 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 play a little game here real okay. quick, if, we, if, we, if you don't mind. Uh, not necessarily a game, but we'll just maybe go back and forth on this. Let's take some real life adults, non-fictional adults, actual adults, if you will, and kind of think about what cartoon kit character kids they would have been. So take actual cartoon character kids and pair those with actual grown-up adults okay. in the real world. I'll give, I'll give you a quick little example here, um, which is probably, I think, the best out of, out of this whole list. So I'm going to lead. I'm not going to bury the lead here. I feel that Elizabeth Warren was Lisa Simpson. That's pretty good. It's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. And that's not even like sardonic and mean and angry. I mean, that's no, just that's legit. It fits. You know, I, I think Rachel Maddow, maybe. She's yeah, mad-ass. She's more I of a so. cause pursuer. Well, so is Elizabeth, though. Yeah. I, I guess, yeah, I can see that. Either one, probably, then, yeah. Yeah. I guess I see uh, Elizabeth Warren as almost more... Way sexier. Yeah, way sexier. Way sexy. Oh, yeah, way sexier. Oh, yeah. Why not? Filibuster. Like... <laughs> I didn't even put the wording. That's my punchline. I couldn't even form it into a context. I just, like, make your own joke based around filibuster. <laughs> Uh, first a filler, then a buster. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I think I could see Ralph Wiggum from The Simpsons becoming the Republican presidential nominee in oh. 2020. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Paste-eating kid. <laughs> son, of, son of a cop, you know? I don't know. He's he's likable, though. Uh, do you got one of these? Okay. Um, well, Donald Trump's an easy target, right? Of course. Uh, Richie Rich, right? I mean, the spoiled little rich kid who that's got everything true. he wanted. Or maybe digging back a little bit deeper, um, one of Scrooge McDuck's nephews who just grew up with oh, the yeah. evil guy and one, wanted aspired to be just like him. I would almost say more the latter, because wasn't Richie Rich? And I barely remember. I know comic was, books. In my yeah, I was going to say, I know he's a comic book. And then there was a movie with Macaulay Culkin that was I actually didn't see made. That. Wasn't he, though, at heart like a good kid? Yeah. So think, that's false. Yeah. yeah. But but I think the, the, the Huey, Dewey, and Louie, I don't think they had any uh they weren't molded yet yeah they didn't didn't have really yeah exactly so i think i could definitely see them becoming assholes and scrooge mcduck was definitely an asshole right i'll stick with the political angle here um rob ford uh another easy target (laughs) famous both in size and and just notoriety right he uh the the uh toronto mayor um dead now i believe right um god bless his soul arrested for cocaine pour out of 40 for him and Um, bust a line i would say he was probably cartman from South, South Park. Park. Yeah. That's yeah. brilliant. And I, I, I fear, though, that I'm I'm going too far just in terms of visual looks, because they're both hefty people. Right. But I feel, though, that Cartman would grow up to be some sort of cocaine addict. I just feel like that's yeah. probably where his MO would be. Yeah, and that's very dangerous for a man his size. Yeah. Obviously, you know. <laughs> it didn't work out, yeah. Um, Guy Fieri. Mm-hmm, Sorry, mm-hmm. Guy Fieri. Fuck that T <laughs> yeah. sound. Um, he, uh, those little troll dolls, you know, with the hair, the spiky hair uh, they put on the end of your yeah. pencil. Yeah. Or Don King, I guess. Or Don but, King, yeah. yeah, yeah. And equally as irrelevant these days. Yeah, neither have really evolved very much if you think about it, from the tr- from troll to cook Food Network host. It's very true. Okay, I got to, I got one more here. Sure. Um, again, politician. Uh, John Boehner. Um, he was Bugs Bunny's carrot. <laughs> because <laughs> he's orange yeah just yeah, the skin he just yeah. skinned him that's good yeah. lots of beta carotene <laughs> uh, i think we should move on to a sponsor what do Please you say Please god yes uh, all right here we go today's sponsor is dr lucy van pelt's discount psychiatry oh lucy she's still up to stuff 
After receiving years of affordable mental therapy, the Peanuts kids, with their various mental health issues, have left the neighborhood to become adult citizens with various long-term psychiatric issues. But that hasn't stopped Lucy from continuing to offer her services to cartoon characters in need of blunt direction. Just listen to these testimonials. Ooh, testimonials. That's mm-hmm. a first for I know. Us. Sylvester Cat. I'm not going to do it Sylvester impressions, so don't worry. <laughs> yeah, the pop filter keeps you... I know. This <laughs> is not going to have the same effect. <laughs> Lucy helped me realize that the minuscule amount of meat on that Tweety Bird doesn't justify the years of physical pain I've endured in pursuit. Thanks, Lucy. It's a good thing you realized that. Yeah. Stimpy. Stimpy sure, Cat yeah. from Ren and Stimpy. One of my dearest, closest Obviously, uh, cartoons. Obviously, felines are in need of therapy, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> of course they are. Uh, and then one after this is also no shit. Uh, Lucy helped me see the abusive nature of my relationship with Ren. Now Ren is locked away at the state kennel. Now he's on the receiving end of the abuse. Thanks, Lucy. <laughs> I love state kennel. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's state, funny yeah. to me. Cat Dog. Are you familiar with Cat Dog? No, now? I don't know this Another one. Nickelodeon show, Cat Dog. It was about a cat and a dog who were basically sewn together at the butt. Lucy made us watch The Human Centipede. Now we know how freakishly disgusting we are. We hate you, Lucy. Aw. Are you a cartoon character in need of psychiatric help? Call Dr. Lucy Van Pelt's Discount Psychiatry. Acme Insurance not accepted. <laughs> sure, I can help you with that. I also love the, the word blunt direction. Yeah. Because yeah. I would love to see a parody weed-forced fo- like boy band. Weed-focused yes. boy band in oh, totally. blunt direction. <laughs> Do you have any corrections based on past episodes? Yeah, we've been off for a while. Like As you guys know, we're on a two-week schedule for the moment. And uh, our previous episode on Netflix and chilling, I neglected to address a few of the other common euphemistic sexual innuendos like Netflix and chill. Things like Hulu and Handy. Or Vimeo. Oh, shit! (laughs) His legs shook just now. Yeah, it's it's good radio, I'm telling you. (laughs) Or Crackle and... um, whatever Seinfeldian bondage antics Jerry gets up to with his comedians when they're belted into his bucket seats. Oh, uh, snap, crackle, and pop. How about that? (laughs) Sorry about that, kids. Well, thank you, everyone, so much for listening to this. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, I personally am at Caleb J. Ross and... At Gordon Highland. uh, The show is at Important Pod. You can find us uh, at www.importantquestionpodcast.com. Also find us on Facebook. Just search for Important Question Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn. You can find all of that information on the website. And until next time, it says ellipses again. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) See ya. Important question.